Welcome to the Harvest Center. Harvest Center. The 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 Harvest Center. Welcome to the Harvest Center. We're glad you're here today. Yes, everyone, for those who are here and those who are still in the calf, come along. <laughs> we are about to start. Well, I, I hope you, you had a good week. Uh, I, I thought that after seven, almost seven years, well, living in Brandon at least, that you kind of, I thought I had an idea of how the weather works here. But after this last week, I was like, warm, cold, warm, cold, warm, cold. Cloud, sun, it was like, oh my goodness, where is the spring? Uh, anyway, today was supposed to be nice and warm but, warm, but still there is no actually any sun. Nevertheless, we are here. It's good to be here. It's good to see you here. And, uh, you know, we are here because we want to worship God together. Uh, today we've got different things, um, you know, um, happening. Anna's going to be speaking today. And, uh, but, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's your heart, it's about your heart, you know, and as I, I like to say every Sunday, it's about the way how you came here. If you've got something to give to God, if you're ready to receive, then God is going to give you what your hearts need. Um, you know, the Bible says that we don't receive sometimes because we don't ask. Um, so it's like one of the first rules in order to experience God's goodness in our life is to ask. Um, but it's not just a request that comes from me actually formulating the request. It's, a, it's about having a heart that has a need and really wants to receive something from God. So it's something that is connected. Yes, what I say with my mouth, Lord, I need you. But as well, you know, how am I involved with my heart? Do I really, do I, I'm really desperate to receive something from God. And I just want to read something because, you know, sometimes between us receiving something from God is our nature, our sinful nature. We kind of messed up on the way and we feel that we don't deserve God's goodness. We feel that we don't deserve God's love. We, see, we feel that we don't deserve uh, like to receive anything uh, from God. So I just want to read a reminder to all of us here. I'm going to read from uh, Romans chapter 8. The, uh, just a few verses at the beginning of the chapter. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending His Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. Because sometimes it's like this is our heart. I, I've tried so hard, Lord. I can't. You know, I, I, I really didn't want to do that. I really didn't want to say that. I didn't really want to find myself again in this place. And here I am. But the good news for us, that God knows about that. And that's why he sent Jesus. Because Jesus accomplished something that for us, with our own strength, with our own uh, knowledge, with our own skill, was impossible to accomplish, which is our salvation in, in Christ Jesus. So you're, if you're here today and your heart is with God and you know, you're passionate about God and your desire is to receive from God, then please remember that there is no condemnation on you because Christ has paid the price on the cross. Why don't we all stand? And I will just pray. As you can see, there is no band behind me, so we're we're just going to sing along some videos here. Uh, but, uh, and we will pause, by the way, the live stream for those who are following us from home for copyright reason. We'll have to pause the, 
the time of worship because we cannot broadcast music. But let's start with a, with a time of prayer. And we want to remember a can. Um, I don't know how many of you are familiar with him. Uh, he's a man who went through the Alpha course. He has been around church here for, uh, you know, for some time now. And uh, we just had the news last week he collapsed. And he, uh, you know, uh, I'm not sure exactly how he's doing right now. I don't have any uh, latest news. But, you know, from what I heard last, you know, he collapsed. He was not well. Um, we don't know exactly what happened there. But we know a God who can do all things. Amen. So we just want to pray for him. We're going to pray for this service. We're going to pray for each one, each one of us here today. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you because, first of all, we thank you because we are your children. We thank you for the cross because what was impossible for us to achieve, which was holiness and perfection before you, actually you achieved that for us. We thank you, Jesus, because you paid you know, the, a, a massive price for us on the cross. You purchased us with a high cost, Lord God. And we thank you so much, Lord, because we don't deserve anything. But all the things that we experience, all the good, good things that we experience in life come from you, from your goodness, from your love. And I pray, Holy Spirit, as we gather together, we worship together, as we're going to listen the word, as, we, as we're going to be involved in this service, Holy Spirit, we, I pray, may, uh, may you have your ways among us. I just speak, Holy Spirit, and I pray that you will touch the life of, of all of us here today, that you will break any chains that needs to be broken, that you will open doors that, uh, you know, are shut, and that you will just move among us. We invite you, Lord, Holy Spirit, to come and to touch our life today as we worship your name, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, and we pray for Ken, God. Lord, we, we pray for this man, Lord God. We pray that whatever he is right now, whatever he's doing happening in his body, we just want to bring him before you, God. And we want to pray that you will stretch your healing hands over his body, that he, will make, he, that, that he may experience you as the God who heals, that, you, that he will experience you as the God who can do impossible things, Lord God. And we want to pray. We want to pray for him right now. Touch his life, whatever he is, Lord God. Holy Spirit, that he will not feel, we pray that he will not feel alone, that he will not feel forsaken, but that he will feel um, embraced by you, God. So we thank you. We thank you because we can come before you with an open heart, with our prayer request, because we know that you are a good God and that you take care of us. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Hallelujah, church. We are worshiping a holy God. We are worshiping a God who gave his life for us. And we, I just want to invite all of you. You know, usually you do the appeal at the end. But I want to say right now, at the beginning of the service, if you want to receive something from God, would you raise your hand right now in this moment? Come on, stretch your hand to see, Lord, I want to receive something from you today. Lord, touch my life today. Lord, have your ways in me today. Lord God, we praise you. Lord God, we worship you. You are a holy God. And we invite you, Lord Jesus. Jesus, to move among us today, moving my life today, moving our lives today, that we will all understand your holiness, your greatness, and your love that you have for us. We thank you, Father God. We raise our hands. We ask you, Holy Spirit, have your ways in us. In Jesus' precious name, amen. 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 Please take your seat for a moment. Um, Today, Sarah is not here, so I'm going to do some notices. 
And I've got a list because I've got a few of them. Um, okay. Well, oh, first of all, we've got Gareth here. Come on, stand up. Yeah. <laughs> now, Diane and uh, Odelia. Odelia. I need some time to get around the pronunciation of this name. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they had a bit of a rough day yesterday, so they're not here today. Nevertheless, uh, you know, he has brought back all the dishes and plates that you've been, you know, so kindly preparing for them. And he's going to leave them at the end of the service in the kitchen. So if you were among the people who cooked something for them during the week and you would like to have back your dishes, uh, please just, you know, have a look in the kitchen after, after the, uh, the service. Also, a reminder, we are still collecting, uh, I'm not going to get lost here with knickers and pants. I'm going to call them underwears. We're, gonna, we're still collecting underwears for children, uh, for Ken and the team that are going to Uganda to bring, you know, they will deliver them to the kids. So if you, uh, when you go shopping, you know, please do buy um, some of them. I think the age range was six to eight, we said, right? Six to eight years old, children uh, for boys and girls. Uh, just bring them down to church so that we'll be able as well uh, to, bless, uh, to bless them in, in this way. Now, there is a, an outreach coming up on Saturday the 3rd. Um, I had a leaflet somewhere here. What is my leaflet? I think, Joshua, you're sitting on it. Or Jane, actually. You know. There you go. Uh, we, we did print some leaflets here, uh, and there are some in the CAF available. If you know any friends or any, um, you know, families, people that would like to join us, you know, uh, just, you know, feel free to, to grab a hold of a few of these uh, at the end of the service and just to give it to them. It's going to be Saturday, the 3rd of June. Uh, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Hopefully, it's going to be warm <laughs> uh, on that day. Uh, it's going to take place here at the Harvest Center. So we're going to open the grounds for the community. The people will come down, and, um, and uh, we will organize different activities uh, from them. Uh, we're going to have, like, uh, some kids' uh, games and, and crafts, uh, uh, face painting. The, the bouncy castle is going to be out, and, you know, other bits and pieces here and there. Uh, so uh, just I, want, I would like to ask you, you know, to, uh, to put this date down on your diary, uh, and to make it uh, to come here, you know, to spend a few hours, um, you know, with us. And, um, and those who want to come and help, please come earlier in the morning so we, you can help us to set up. And that's 9 o'clock, a couple of hours before uh, the, uh, the event. Uh, so that's, that's for the Saturday, the 3rd of June. As well, for, in, in, for this occasion, we're going to have the IBTI students coming along to help us. Uh, do you remember? Show me your hands. How many of you remember the IBTI students? Yeah. So um, they're coming up, eight of them, plus three members of staff. Um, they're going to spend the day with us, the Saturday. They're going to help us out, you know, with the outreach. And then they're going to join uh, us, uh, you know, for the service on Sunday. Uh, they're going to share some of their testimony. They're going to lead the worship. Um, so, uh, and like we do every year, so, you know, we need people who can host them. Uh, you know, those of you who have hosted them in the past, you know, you all, always came back to me saying they were such a blessing for you. And uh, so I would like to invite you again to, if you've got a spare room, a spare bed, uh, you can have one student, two students, you know, um, just to, to let me know. So far, we hosted only four people, no, five people, sorry. We need six more uh, beds. Um, so please just, you know, um, you know, let me know if you've got any availability at your place. They're all young people. If you've never seen them, uh, they, they are aged probably from 18 to 25. They study at the Bible College, which is a, a Bible college on the south of England. And, um, 
you know, and they come, you know, during the year, they, they do visit different churches and help them out with, uh, with their programs. And so they come as well once a year uh, to see us and to help us out with the summer outreach. So please consider about, you know, hospitality, you know. Hospitality is, is very important. Also in a Christian house, uh, you know, God is, in His Word teaches us about the importance of being hospitable. Uh, so please do come and let me know if you do have some spare uh, beds. Um, another important announcement, we've got the Life Group. Uh, they are commencing on, on the week that starts on the 5th of June, so it's the first week of June. Um, so there are some uh, sign-up lists uh, at the back on the table um, with all the days, uh, the people who will lead the group and the time. Uh, so please do go and sign up for, uh, for one of the groups. Um, we've got uh, two, now I'm just going to memory, Ken and Val, they do Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken, at their place. Uh, Tuesday night, 7.30, uh, um, Sarah and Steve will lead the first steps uh, group. Um, this is not a normal home group. This group is designed for those who maybe are coming out from the Alpha course and would like to explore more the basic of uh, of, of the teaching of Christianity, or maybe those who are new to the faith, then you can start. You can sign up for that group. It is specifically designed, um, you know, uh, to for for so people who want to go through the basic of our Christian faith. Then there is a Wednesday night. There is another group, group with me and Anna. Six thirty is a family friendly group. If you you can come along with your children if you want. We've got Giuseppe and Tina Thursday night seven seven o'clock. They're going to do as well a group, um, and they're going to do, do a Bible study on the book of Habakkuk. So it's like one of the uh, books that maybe you, you're not very familiar with. It's like it's, maybe you didn't even know it's in the Bible. So if you want to know more, just, you know, sign up as well for their groups. I think I've said them all, right? One, two, three, four. Yeah. So the lists are at the back. As well, you can sign up uh, on the website. You know, you can do it online. Um, just, you know, send an email there so we, we know who is going where. And, you know, please do sign up for a group. It's like fellowship is important, you know, that we spend time together. We get to know each other. We are journeying together. And as we fellowship together, we can actually help each other in the journey. You know, it's like how can I pretend to be helped by people if nobody knows about my situation? How can I pretend to be uh, well, like, how do you say, um, familiar with a group of people if I don't spend time with them. And, and, and this is the purpose of our life groups is this, to, to, uh, to build strong connections even during the week because sometimes, you know, we realize that on a Sunday in the church it's difficult to uh, get hold of everybody and just, you know, to get to know everybody. But in, this, in the context of a small group, it's so, it's so much powerful besides learning new things from the Bible, you know, just spending time in fellowship uh, together, very important. So please do sign up for the for the life groups. Unfortunately, last time we had the life groups, there was not a nice uh, uh, um, response. Let's say there was not many people, you know, sign up for the groups, and it's a shame, really, uh, because it's, you know you miss so much uh, on fellowship and on as well learning new things. Now, uh, one more announcement is about the baptism service. is is Sunday, the 9th of July. We're going to have a baptism service. Uh, I've got uh, a name already of someone who said he wants to be baptized. Uh, if you want to be baptized, if you've not been baptized as an adult and you want to be baptized as a sign of, yes, I want to spend my life for Jesus, I want to follow Christ for all my life, then 
please, you know, come and talk to me. Uh, because the Bible says, you know, believe and be baptized is like, is an act of obedience to the Lord, but as well as a public declaration that we belong to God. So water baptism is not just something that we do because it's like, you know, church do that. By something so important, it's something biblical, it's an act of obedience, and it's very powerful. I remember when I got baptized, it's, um, it's difficult to describe what you feel. All people, they, ex they explain different things, but for me it was amazing, you know, just when I, w I came out from the water, I, I was just overwhelmed by emotions and by, you know, I felt the presence of God, powerful than never before, and I... I, that was like when I came up from the water I said Lord I want to serve you with all my heart there was almost the moment in my life where I, I really expressed the desire of of, of, um, of serving him um, so it is something powerful it is something wonderful so please do uh, sign up uh, sign up please let me know if you want to be baptized uh, we're going to have Colin Cooper as a guest speaker on that Sunday uh, so that's very good um, bring friends and family uh, it's going to be a wonderful uh, service together as well for new people and as well, we're going to have church lunch afterwards so we can just have some fun and fellowship at the end of, of the service. Now, these were all the announcements. And, um, and then Anna will come afterwards. Okay. Before I start, there is just one more announcement to make. I know there have been quite a few announcements this morning. Um, and I have announced it a couple of weeks ago, our evenings on um, parenting. Okay, so we have got our dates now. Uh, we're going to have an evening, Sunday evening, 7 o'clock throughout June. So starting from the first one, Ken and Val are going to do the first one, uh, which is lovely. And then we're going to have Sarah and Steve, they're going to do the second and the third one. And Sam and I, we're going to do the last one. And it's going to be different topics. Um, it's going to be on Christian values in the family, Christian discipline, um, a godly home, it's going to be screen time and social media when it comes to kids, and it's also going to be behavioral difficulties. So if you are um, a parent, or if you're planning to be a parent, or if you're a great um, grandparent or a kids worker, it is open to everybody who is interested, and um, I'm personally going to invite some friends as well, and um, you know... Um, it's not just for Christian parents, you know, I believe it could be really helpful for parents' parents, you know, not just Christian, the Christian bubble. Um, so do invite people to come along, I believe it's going to be really, really helpful. So my topic today is, as you can see in this lovely, lovely uh, screen, thanks to Liana and Jordan, God wants to do something new. I don't know about you, but I absolutely love to get something new, right? There is always excitement connected to something new, even if it's just a £3.50 top from a charity shop, you know, and it is your size, Lee's waving, you know, it's your size and it's your colour, and you're walking home with that top, and you are excited because it gives you joy, and there is almost this that hope, and, you know, it's like just a positive feeling, and, you know, you won't excite Sam so much with the... A, cha a charity shop t-shirt but if you buy him something to do with technology like bluetooth wireless earphones you know he's going to be excited he got something new and it is amazing and you know our kids you buy them a small toy and it's only this big but they are excited for the next two days 
it, it's, it's there next to them when they sleep and they get up. It's the first thing they grab and, you know, um, they want to take it everywhere you go. There is something connected to something new, right? There is a feeling of joy, a feeling of excitement. And the Bible is full of things that are new, right? Brand new things. The Bible is full of them. The Bible frequently speaks about a, a new song, right? You read through the book of Psalms, and I don't even know how many times you come across a new song, right? A new day, a new heart, a new spirit, a new heaven and earth, right? A new revelation, a new name, a new covenant. You can just go on and on about all those new things. And those things that God gives us, they're going to be so much more fulfilling than a new pair of jeans or a new pair of shoes, Right, because the new that God makes is eternal. Right, there's a huge difference. And our God is a God of new beginnings. I'm going to read um, several scriptures, you know, to just let the Bible speak for itself, right? The first one is from Isaiah 43, 19. It says, see, I am doing a new thing. What is this new thing? We're going to look at it in a minute. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Let me tell you, there is no water in the wasteland. But God says there's going to be streams in the wasteland, right? Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34, it says, Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers. In the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. And it goes on. It speaks about a new covenant, right? It's not just God. It's not about that covenant that was with the fathers. It is about a new covenant, in fact, we are living in the new covenant where we don't have to sacrifice animals anymore to forgive our sins because Jesus was sacrificed. We are living in the new covenant. Ezekiel 11, 19, it says, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove, um, I will remove from them the heart of stone and give them a new heart of flesh. It speaks about a new spirit and a new heart. The old heart is as hard as this pulpit, as hard as a stone, right? It's probably full of bitterness, full of unforgiveness. It's not alive anymore. It doesn't feel anymore. But God says, I will take that heart away and I will give them a new heart. Isaiah 65, 17, it says, See, I will create New heavens and new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. Sometimes we think we are struggling in the now, and some of us are. But the Bible says once we see the new heaven and the earth, we are not even going to remember our struggles in the now. I mean, how encouraging is that, right? God is making something new. Lamentations 3.23 says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. His compassion new every morning. You know, you feel like you wake up guilty. You wake up dreading the day. No. God is doing a new thing. His compassions are new. 
And so is his faithfulness. And then one more scripture, Revelations 21.5. You know, this is from the chapter that is the, the chapter before the last chapter in the Bible, right? You'd think, surely you read through the Bible, God would have done all the new things that he was planning to do. And God says, the, the page before the last, he says, He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new, right? He doesn't, the new doesn't stop. Forgive my excitement. You get to the last chapter of the Bible. The new doesn't stop. God goes, you know what? I am just making everything new. And that's how the gospel is. The gospel is always new. The gospel is always fresh. It doesn't grow old, right? The power of Jesus is a constantly renewing power. And he has not forgotten about your illness. He has not forgotten about your situation this morning. You think he has made you a promise five years ago and since then put you on the shelf. No, a new thing is happening because Jesus' power is constantly being renewed. Right? A renewed mind. Romans 12, chapter 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We all know how the old mind thinks, right? Because it's tempting us every day. It's pulling us away from Scripture. It's pulling us away from the presence of God. But how does a new mind think? You know, a new mind reacts to situations in a different way. A new mind depends on God, right? A new mind prays with confidence. A new mind accepts discipline. A new mind asks for direction, right? That's how a new mind thinks. It believes in the promises of God. It faces challenges with the authority of Jesus Christ. It's a, it's a different mind, a renewed mind. And then the new day, you know, what is this thing? Why does the Bible all the time speak about a new day? What does this mean? Why is it always a new day? Psalm 118, 24. This is the day which, which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And you know, the meaning of this scripture is that this is the day. Today is the day that the God has made. And we are supposed to enjoy it today and be glad in it today. You know, there are two reasons why we can't enjoy the today sometimes. You wake up in the morning and you dread the next day. Sometimes we wake up and we are scared to face the new day because we think of, the, of all the things ahead. We are scared. Anxiety, you know. And it can either be because we're looking back and we had a bad past and we are traumatized by the past so we can't enjoy the today. We're looking back that way or it's because we project everything into the future and say once I have a bit more money I will enjoy my today once I have my healing I'll enjoy my today but the Bible says no it is about now it is about today today is the new day and I came across an interesting scripture last week during my daily reading Deuteronomy 28. You know, Deuteronomy is an interesting book, doesn't it? You read through it. And Deuteronomy is almost all about this is what your life is going to be like if you follow God, right? 
in a lot of detail. The blessings are mapped out, very detailed. And over here, this is what your life is going to be if you don't follow me. And this scripture is from the part, if you don't follow God, right? This is what it says. It's an interesting scripture. It says, you will live in constant suspense, filled with dread, both night and day, never sure of your life. In the morning, you will say, if only it were evening. And in the evening, if only it were morning, because of the terror that will fill your hearts and the sights that your eyes will see. I don't know if you've ever felt like this when you woke up in the morning, right? But the truth is, with God, every day is a new day. You know, don't forget that His mercies are new every morning. His compassions are new every morning. Blessings are new every morning. Today is a chance to change. Today is the opportunity to show your God's love and your life to people around you because we are meant to be rejoicing today, not tomorrow. Okay, a new song. What is this thing about new song in the book of Psalms? You know, you step over it all the time. All the time. Psalm 96, 1, it says, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. You know, sometimes you think, why does Rob introduce new songs? Because it's so hard to learn a new song. You know, especially if you're not musical like me. You know, sometimes the melody, you don't understand the melody. But it is because Rob is filling the new wine in the new wineskins, Right? Rob is looking for that new song. Psalm 40, th uh, th uh, verse 3, it says, He put a new song in my mouth. It's not me who's not musical coming up with the perfect melody and the perfect lyrics and then delivering it with a beautiful voice. No, it's not about entertainment. God puts a song in your mouth. Right? A new song. Because that old song is great. And it was relevant back then. And we love the old favorites. That's great. But today is a new day. And guess what? It's a time for a new song, right? That is relevant for today. Now, new in this context, by the way, means, you know, if you look it up, it means original. It means fresh, one of a kind, something that hasn't been seen or heard before, right? And why is that? Because God is not stuck in his ways. He's a creative God and he does not want us to get stuck in our ways. And he wants us to become creative too. And the new song, there is that fresh response to praise and worship, right? It is when you open your mouth because your heart is overwhelmed by the presence of God. When you see the hand of God move in your life. You see it, and your heart can't help but burst into a new song. You know, it's freshness, that fierce joy, that breathless awe when you stand in wonder and you think, wow, God, you are so good. Raise your voice. That's what the new song is about. And then the new thing we read before, Isaiah 43, 19, it says, forget the former things. Forget them. Forget what happened in the past. Do not dwell on the past. I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. 
Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and the streams in the wasteland. In other words, as God can do the impossible possible in your life. There's going to be streams of water in the wasteland. What is wasteland? Wasteland is where your dreams waste away, basically. And God says, I'm not just going to give you a drop of water, not a cup of water. It's just going to be a stream. Expect a stream of fresh water. God can change your life upside down. Isaiah 43, 16 to 17. This is just a couple of verses before what we just read. It says, this is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, the God of the possible or the impossible, right? So God is about to do a new thing in your life. Don't get stuck Don't get happy with where you are now. Don't accept the illness that you are facing now, right? Remember the power of Christ being renewed all this time. And then it says, don't look back. Because that's when we get discouraged sometimes, you know. When the people of Israel looked back, that's when they grumbled. That's when they became unhappy. That's when they became Oh, we want to go back. Really? You want to go back to the slavery? Can't you see? God says, can't you see the new thing that I'm doing? Just trust in the new thing. God is making paths through our problems this morning. And the desert can be a lonely place, you know, including a spiritual desert. You know, there's the heat. And God is saying, I want to set you free from the heat, from the fatigue, from the from the wrong direction, from misdirection, from confusion, from despair, from disappointment. You know, the, the barren ground should become fertile ground. The dry places should become wet places. The old places should become new places. Nothing is impossible for God. And then there is this thing about the new wineskins. You know, I love the scripture about the old and the new wineskins, right? I don't know if you ever had a wineskin in your hand. I mean, I've never, never actually seen one. You see them in films, right? It's like an ancient type of a bottle made from leathered animal skin, right? And then, you know, sort of put together in order to store and transport drink, usually water or wine. Right? And this is what Luke 5, 37 to 38 says. It says, No one pours new wine into old wineskins. No one. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the new skins. Oh, sorry, the old skins. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, the new wine must be poured into new wineskins. You know, speaking about new things. So in this scripture, you have got like two parties. You've got two things. You've got the wine. The wine is obviously very essential. Why is the wine essential? Because if it wasn't for the wine, you wouldn't have the wineskin, right? So the wineskin is not as important, not as essential as the wine, but still very useful and very necessary, right? So um, the qualities of new wine 
I had to look this up, I didn't know this, but new, brand new wine expands, right? It becomes, it becomes bigger. So if you would take old wine and pour it into um, a container, it would stay, the volume would stay the same, but not with new wine, not the fresh wine, right? And then the quality of the wineskins, when they get older, they dry out, they crack, right? They become rigid. There is this scripture in Joshua um, 9.13. We're not going to discuss the context of it because, you know, that's a, a, true, a different story. But there is this scripture that gives us information about wineskins. It says, Your servants have come from a very distant country because of the fame of the Lord your God. For we have heard reports of him. Um, all that he did, oh, hang on, this is not the scripture, hang on, 13, oh, sorry, 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 13. And these wineskins that we filled were new, but see how cracked they are now, right? So it just gives us that bit of information, an old wineskin is going to be rigid and dry and cracked, Right? So if you pour the new wine that expands into it, it's going to burst, right? You're going to waste the good wine, okay? So what does this scripture mean for us as a church? You know, the wine is the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? The wine never gets old. The gospel of Jesus Christ never gets old. It never goes out of date, right? It is constantly fresh, new, and expanding, that's the quality of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then what are the wineskins? The wineskins is everything man-made around the gospel. So that could be this church building. That could be the songs that we sing. That could be the traditions. That could be the way we do things. This is what we have built around the wine, right? It is all man-made. So if we, as a church, if we want to be fruitful... We have to ask God to show us what is the compatible wineskin for the fresh wine in this generation, right? When Ken and Val, when they planted this church, they have not used a strategy that was great 300 years ago. No, they have prayed for a new wineskin that was compatible with today's time. And that was the new wineskin that they have used to store the wine. It was compatible with the gospel. And we are, you know, the today's society is changing and we as a church have to be open-minded to always make sure our freshest wine is stored in a brand new wineskin that is compatible with today's Society. This is why sometimes we try new things. This is what sometimes Rob introduces a new song. And everything in us goes, oh, I don't understand this song. But well, it is the new wine in the new wineskin. Be encouraged to learn the new song. Because it is relevant for us today. Right? Christianity needs new approaches. Right? It needs new creative ways. It needs new traditions. And it needs new structures. That's what we're going to speak about parenting soon, you know. Because parenting, you know, today's society is going with the parenting this way. And we have to say, whoa, what is the Christian way to parent? And how is that 
message, how is that fitting into the new wineskin that is compatible with today's society, right? So we are looking, we're going to hear about the fresh wine, but in the new wineskin, right? Now, so the context of Luke, you know, when we read the scripture about the wineskin, the context is very interesting because um, just prior to this Bible verse, Jesus is asked this question, right? They go, why do your disciples eat and drink while John's disciples and those of the Pharisees, they fast and pray? So that's, that's just immediately before the scripture. In other words, they just really irritated and unhappy with Jesus that he doesn't follow all their traditions. And then Jesus replies with the wineskins, but he also says, no one tears a piece out of a new garment to patch an old one. Right? Otherwise, they will have torn the new garment and the patch from the new will not match the old. It doesn't match the old. It doesn't. And the Bible does say that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does, but it doesn't mean that he's a static and a stationary God. Right? He wants to do something new. And the, the, the message of the gospel is the one of newness and renewal all the time. Right? Somebody, you might have walked into the church today and, you know, you hear the gospel and how Jesus died on the cross and how he's going to save you. And that is going to be as fresh to you as it was to me when I was 15 years old. You know? Because it is, it's fresh. It is constantly fresh. The gospel is eternal, but the wineskins aren't. Right? Wineskins need replacing, not because the gospel changes, but because the gospel produces change. Right? So I want to encourage you this morning. Okay? I'm going to be wrapping up in a minute. I would have invited Rob, but Rob is not here this morning, so that's fine. But um, what we're going to do, we're going to invite the elders to come to the front this morning. And if you feel like you would like to respond to that newness that God has for you this morning, please do come and take that step of faith and let the elders pray together with you as an act of faith that you're ready for God to do something new in your life today. If you have been accepting things the way they are, take that step of faith because God wants to do something new. You know, Amber and Brian, we're going to miss you, but we believe God has got something new, something exciting. And you might not see it yet, but it's going to blow your mind wherever you go. First, it's going to be Mississippi, and it's going to be great. I believe those four or five or six weeks, it's going to be good. Even though you'll be thinking, oh gosh, we have to move again in, in the short time. But it's going to be good. And Texas is going to be great because God has prepared. No, if you're not feeling well this morning, God has got something new for you. Be encouraged. Don't 
Don't leave this building without hope. Don't leave this building knowing that there's a change coming. You know, maybe you need a new vision for your life. Maybe you need a new vision for your family. Maybe you need that stream to flow through your wasteland and change things. You know, I just, I'm just going to read one last scripture from 2 Corinthians 5.17. Um, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Right? Another new thing. The old has gone and the new has come. Now, what does this mean? A new creation. That basically means that when we come to God, it's not about God re-educating us or rehabilitating us. You know, God is not a rehab. When we come to God, He recreates us. We are a new creation, which is different to re-education or rehabilitation. Right? So, yeah, if, you, if the elders could come to the front, and if you would like ministry this morning, if you would like to take that step of faith and for them to pray with you, please do come forward. Lord, we thank you because your presence is sweet among us today. We thank you because you love us. We are your children. You called us children. You called us friend. Thank you because we can partake what you do in this town as, as, as children of you as be, being part of this church we can actually partake in what you want to do with your will your kingdom expanding in Brandon and this, this surrounding villages Lord and as we heard this morning you want to do new things and we want to embrace we want to welcome our desire is to see people coming to you to see people saved, to see people healed, to see people having a breakthrough in their lives, to see people transformed. And we know, Holy Spirit, that you are the one who does the work. We are just instrument, signposting to you. But you are the one who moves and works in the life of people. So we want to welcome you, Holy Spirit. We thank you and we pray for the week ahead as we go out from this place that your presence will always follow us in all what we do. Your protection, your love, your wisdom. Give us your eyes to see what you see. Give us your ears to, to hear what you hear. Give us your heart so that we can feel what you feel. And your mind so that we can be wise as you are wise. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Now, just before going to enjoy a cup of coffee together, uh, just a, something quickly about next Sunday. Uh, we're we're going to have a, a guest speaker. Samuel is going to be here, with, not me, <laughs> but he's our man in Uganda. Uh, he's coming for the MFG conference, um, but he's going to spend a Sunday here with us. So he's going to uh, preach next Sunday. So please do come, bring people along, uh, and uh, so that we can really be blessed together. Uh, please do, do not rush away. Just go and enjoy a cup of coffee and tea, and see you next Sunday. God bless you.